In the Pocket, a talk show where people of color who are creatives are able to share their narrative behind the art. And you're listening to In the Pocket with Flo Edwards. And our guest today is Sarah. Oh, and we also have the rain and the thunderstorm as our guest today. Um, Sarah, please introduce yourself. My name is Sarah Williams. Um, on the internet, I go by uh, Sarah Citroyu, which is pumpkin in French, and uh, for anonymity's sake. And um, on Instagram, my name is punani.mami. Um, I am a um, queer mixed race um, creator in born and raised in the city of Portland, South Portland sort of area. Right on. Um, Go Red Riots. Yes, yes. Um, I, I, I make art through different venues such as um, painting and poetry um, and I do believe food is art. Yes. Um, and storytelling, you know? Yeah. So, um, you know, I like to dive into it, yeah. such as that. So you tell your stories with the food. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and to, to connect with people and, and share family in a way with food, you know? It's great. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't know that you were into paint. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so tell me a little more about that. Okay, that definitely, that started like, um, kind of like a like a year or two ago um, and um, this all comes from all these different facets of creation that I love that, that brought me to there um, but um, see I love music and I, I wanted to write songs and, and have a band and like perform like that was always my focus in life was music um, and then I got really close with like a, like a designer friend and I was just helping them make their work and uh, I, I like I and I used to you know make like my prom dress I, like I made my prom dress with my mom and I used to look at um, like patterns and fabrics and, and so I got really into like designing like clothes and that was like another venue I wanted to get into so hanging out with them I, I remember that and I was like I don't know but I was pursuing medical the like the medical field in school and I was like you know I just I feel like I have different like gifts and different ways to use them for for the for the world than than to to be in the medical field like which sounds like i don't know like, kind of like wild but medical field is not a gift no, right I get it. yeah i was so my school doesn't offer like a music program but i was like here's some of the other things that i'm interested in what can we do with that they were like well you know we could put you in the arts i was like great okay cool sounds good um so what classes would you like? Oh man, just give me something. Just give me something. Like I was hoping for ceramics. They didn't have that at the time, so they threw me into painting. Um, I was like, okay. Great. And was this before you revisited with the, the clothing or? Oh yeah, this was before. Okay. okay. Yeah, so yeah. I completely got distracted. I just like dove right into it. My painting class was so exciting. And I just, I learned like, it's just like a difference. I was like, there's there's another way to communicate. Like art, like visual art is a language. So I was like, how can you tell a story? Or how can you communicate with somebody with just an image, you know? It, it really like opened my, my eyes. So I got really excited about like a whole other venture of art. Um, and exploring like my mind and ex like, like just trying to learn a new language, you know? Um, Yeah. Are you still painting? Yes. Okay. On and off. Oh, okay. You know. I feel bad. I didn't look through the Instagram because I was like, oh, she's a spoken word poet. So oh my God. I was just like, I'll focus on that. And I didn't think that you were doing multimedia, you know? So I, yeah. I, my my I posts started, like, have, like, there's a whole history of my posts on Instagram, which started from, like, just me being a, a person that was alive. And then there's, like, a brief moment where I just start making art, you know? Um, and, and there's some things that I've been very, like, I, I'm so low-key about it. Like, I've posted images of me, like, wearing cool outfits, and sometimes it's, like, the things that I made. 
Um, and I, I say it very discreetly. Like one one caption was S E W. That's all I do. Like, and the word is so, and it's also my initials. And it was like, like who's gonna figure it out? Like I just like I'm just, I mean, I'm so discreet. There we go. Yeah. I can um, that. My apologies. Um. Uh. And it's like I don't. Yeah. It's like. It's funny, I, I would never have put that together. Right. I already forgot your middle name, so I was like, SDW. Yeah, yeah. of course so. Mm-hmm. Like, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So, so you're still making clothes, you're still painting. Yeah. Um, do you use like acrylics for yes. painting? Yes. Okay. Um, um, some time ago before I actually, like, I don't consider it an official start. I was just having fun with like some used stuff that was laying around in my house. I think my sister was into art, so. Um, Oh, she was, she was more focused in the visual arts, so, um, just being bored every now and then, I kind of started messing around with oil paint, um, put that aside, because I didn't wake up to the world of art, um, and then starting with my classes, it was, it was acrylics, so I just worked with that, because I have a lot of it, nice. but, have you, are you familiar with, like, different mediums? I did an interview with somebody, um, actually Eddie, recently, and he was like, oh, I just learned about mediums more at the art store I worked with than oh, yeah. at the university I went to. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, Do you like them glossy? Do you oh, like them more matte? Yeah, I mess around with them sometimes. I like texture, really. That's my thing. And, like, I like a little, like, sheen sometimes. It, it depends on what I'm working with. Um, but, um... Yeah, I like, I like, so there's a few things that I've done. One's like a very tangible piece, and you can interact with it. Like, the point is to make noise with it. Um, and this is the painting? Yeah, this is one oh, painting, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, it was super weird. It's like, uh, admittedly, my weirdest piece, and to explain it is so complicated. So, I just, I really like to see how people react to it, because it's, it's, everyone's got a different, you know, feeling when they look at it. That's what it's supposed to do. Um, is it on the ground? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like two pieces. One is like a teardrop and one is like a stop sign that like drops into like a, like a point. Um, and I put in like, it's, I used like a really thick, like gel, um, material or, um, medium to to make it look like there was like literal drops coming out of it or... is it like drops of blood oh or... no okay. it was um is that it oh no that one i did um i was trying to make a painting of a field and then You can mention things okay, yeah. not an expletive. Okay, yeah, no, no okay. okay. So yes. somebody, while I was painting it, somebody gave me mushrooms, and I took them while painting, and then it hit me, and I just started going a little crazy. And I had this feeling where um, I was like, I haven't had my period in so long. I was like, I need it. I need this. And I tried to, like, evoke my period, and I kept, like, drawing, like, red circles in the painting, or paint, applying red circles into the painting. It was... A spiritual experience, to be honest, but, um... This is the drop you're talking about? Yeah. I feel it. That is texture. Yeah, and you can scroll through and see some other, like, aspects of it, you know. Um, it's really something you have to see in person. It's kind of big. They, there were two pieces that came from the same part of wood, and then I cut it in half. Um, Yeah, I love the shapes, and I like how one is more organic and one is more like rigid yeah so that's very cool and of course it's the stop sign that's more rigid yeah yeah what is that kind of fleshy material oh that's a lace um, material um, one that one individual might wear upon their body okay um, and I like I ripped it up and I cut it up a little bit and then I painted on it um, and I used um, like big sewing needles to to keep that in and then the pink piece there's like a chain on it which I also use needles to to hammer it in and you can like you can hit the pink painting with the chain and you can just rattle it and like other ele- like other parts of the chain will just shake oh, and make cool. noise all right the blue one doesn't make noise. Right. Silence and noise is yeah. the name of the piece. Exactly. All right. That's um, really cool. Yeah. 
And I like how you could actually have them touching. Right. Have, have you thought about that? Did you yeah, see like it? Yeah, like in just like the way I would hang it. Um, I think. I think it's touching there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've presented them in very, uh, very different ways, but um, at the time I was doing that, I literally, like, I just, like, hammered them into the wall when I was painting them, because I didn't, like, because they're so oddly shaped that you can't, like, put them on the canvas, or the, the easel, so it, it was, it was, it was weird. I had to do what I could to make it work. So we were talking about your paintings. Yes. And... We were finishing up with the silence and the noise. Yeah. Beautiful work. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that with the public. Yeah. So, um, are you displaying any of your artwork? Oh anywhere? my god. No. Okay. I'm not. I don't know if I, I. I just like I don't know the connects or the venues to go through right now to to do that. Um, I I applied for a residency. Um, for something this summer um, before I knew that all of this was going on. They turned me down and I wasn't sure if it was because they thought the pandemic was going to keep going or because I just wasn't strong enough. Um, pandemic. Yeah. It was pandemic. It was definitely pandemic. Yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm a fresh chicken right now when it comes to my art too. So I do feel like I need to build up because I only have a few works and most of them are on like Bristol board, like just like some cheap paper and I um, I feel like I need more like body to it if I'm going to display it. Well you would know but I think it's important in life not to second guess yourself. Yes. You know and something that you were bringing to the table even though you're like oh it looks like I'm not ready well maybe that's the angle. Right. Right. Like, yeah. Is anybody else doing painting on Bristol board? Yeah. Probably not. Yeah. Well I think Sarah I think Sue. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you string your initials together yeah. I was like so yeah <laughs> but SEW that mm -hmm. could be you right. so yeah well you know and now I'm thinking like I've been going to school for a little bit um, I'm really trying to see the value in it like you know estimate where where I can be putting my time and my resources the most and if I get a degree at a community college in liberal arts I'm paying a white man to teach me art like is it really to my best interests um, you know because uh, I'd always challenge the rules they give me. I'm like, that sounds good, but like, I'm not doing that. Like, let me show you something else. Well, I, I know mean, you could go to a historically black college or something. I, I don't know if yeah. there are other ethnic. Okay, I've been thinking. Um, I've been thinking about. I'm kind of landlocked currently, but I've been thinking about trying to find schools in Hawaii to go to and maybe like have them teach me about some Hawaiian culture and history. Yeah. That's um, kind of been a main focus for my entire life, especially growing up here and having so little like island uh, knowledge, exposure, like representation, like, and all I see are people vacationing in Hawaii, taking away from it. It's such a beautiful island. Um, which it is, you know, but they like they get the the tourist flavor, and it's so ingenuous or disingenuous. Uh, it's gross. Like and it just it's like, and I just like knowing that the land has been taken from my family and their ancestors for so long for big corporations to build hotels and malls on top of that. You know, it's. It's really sad, and, and there's no mention of Hawaii in any of the history books that I've been given growing up, you know? Right. Well, so history is written by the victors, so right. they, they don't include the marginalized people. Like, oh, no. we killed you and murdered all your children? We're not going to talk about right. that ever again. Right. Like, the <laughs> yeah. most mention I see is, they bought the state in 52, and now we have a state. Like, that's it. <laughs> You bought it. <laughs> but who was there before? What? What? Who did you give them? Who were you buying it from? Like, mm. yeah. oh my god, I get so angry mm. about it, and and rightfully so. And I just, yeah, yeah I want to bring the knowledge and the voice of the Hawaiian people to Maine and America. That's you great. know. Well, I look forward to that. that yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, is there a particular painting that you're working on right now 
Um, uh, so I haven't started it yet, but I've just, I see it in my mind and I can't wait to get into it. But um, I want to make a painting of my grandmother. Um, her name is Soledad, but we call her Grammy Sol. Um, and, you know, um, so the, the nation was stolen by Sanford Dole of the Dole Fruit com right. of the Company, you know? And um, so what they're known for is the production of pineapple and sugar cane and other such tropical fruits. Um, and my grandmother worked for Dole, like canning fruit. My grandfather picked pineapple. My great-grandparents came from the Philippines to pick sugar cane. Um, you know, and the, the, um, the Dole logo now looks like the Filipino flag. Oh. With a, a sun in the background with, um, like, blue and red, um, like, text work. Um, so what I want to do here is, like, it's kind of a propaganda-looking piece. I want to, like, put my grandmother's face in it, like, looking strong and, like, smiling, like, and put her, like, right in the center and change the logo to Seoul and then put the Filipino, like, star behind her. Um, the previous piece I had done, I started, like, I was just like, I want to do portraits of my family. So um, the one that I had most recently done was a painting of my grandfather, who was a Marine, um, with, like, a textured background of, like, one of his shirts. And I painted in Crown Royal colors, purple and yellow, and some, I mean, those were the base colors, because... That was his drink. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a Crown Royal, Hawaiian, King, like, yeah. Right yeah. Oh, I like that that family series yeah. that you're developing there. That's very yeah. cool. Um, and I love that you're going to tie that into your political statement about mm -hmm. the dole stealing. Yes. Just all kinds of cultures yes. and land. Yes. Yeah. So. Yes. Very good. Um, hearing you talk about drawing pe or painting people, I did see that Christian Bale of American Psycho. Yeah. That, that is a nice piece of work. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. I love the blue tones in there. Thank you. Yeah. So that was a school project. Um, we were working on, you know, learning how to paint like human figures, and so the assignment was to get a like paint a movie still. And I went through a few movies, uh, and I just I went through that one, and, and I just I saw that moment, and I was like, this is perfect. Like the just like the contrast, like his position, like in. Like, whole body, whole human body, so perfect subject, but um, I watched a, a few different movies I was going to do, um, I was hoping for a moment from Atomic Blonde, because of the, the colors in the scenes are so wonderful, it's like, um, there's like a club scene, and there's just these glowing lights on the main actor's face, and it's like pink and green, and a little bit of blue somewhere, and it's, it's beautiful, but... I struggled to get those colors right on this painting, and then I ended up watching the music video to Hotline Bling. Drake and I share the same birthday. Drake and I are the same person. <laughs> so right I, I really loved the, just the colors in that moment, in one of the moments on that in that music video. So I kind of just used that to um, to paint Christian Bale. Yeah. Um, and, and my interpretation of that moment is like he is at his most vulnerable. He's naked. He's like he's he's on the ground like face down um he's almost in in it like the imagery with the the shingles and the sh like the the shadow cast on the floor like he's behind bars he's locked up in his own safety but his his weakness too um and i think that kind of goes in hand with like some of my work has been previously um a way to illustrate the fine lines between power and, and weakness and, and masculinity and femininity um, and like pleasure and violence you know these are great themes and to like mashing together. I know I know they're it's 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 so heavy and complex and to, to put it all in one thing I feel like it's maybe I reaching or trying too hard for something but for me like this is like all these things are are exactly the same but they're they can be displayed as opposites or it's like there's you know i don't see the difference between some of these things i don't know it's or how do you find the balance you know 
Um. Those are deep questions. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah. Um, get. I mean, doing the project itself, it was like it was pretty, you know, simple and innocent. But like in the aftermath, I was looking at all of my work and just like the the reason for the things that I do, and I was like, that fits perfectly because these reasons that I've said. He's like, I don't, I don't really like represent a lot of male figures in, in my work, you know, and that was something that I might have been more afraid of approaching in my life. Um, maybe there's been too much male representation, too much male, like, beauty and, and power being represented in the world, so. I hear ya. Yeah. I'm not, like, into dudes, but I no. do like a dude figure. Like, I, I oh. studied classical art and uh -huh. really like Greeks with their mm -hmm. statues, mm -hmm. like, yeah. I feel There's that, you know? I feel that. It's, yeah. it's cool. Um, but I like ladies, so I, I yeah. appreciate the female figure as yeah. well. But oh, totally. there is something about, um, I think there's just so many lines right. and curves mm -hmm. in a way that not every muscle looks the same. Mm -hmm. And not that every woman looks the same naked. Like, yeah. Oh, for me sure. to say that. Like, right. I, I mean, I just, I love yeah humans and, and bodies and all of their differences that make them, you know, beautiful, you know? Right on. Um, and so as we're saying this, I'm like, oh man, I would love to do, like I've always wanted to have like, you know how there's like sexy lingerie for women, but men never have that. I just like, I would love for men to embrace like being beautiful, not like strong, not like, I don't know, like the idea of handsome, but like just like being like, like a little bit more effeminate in some ways, but maybe they could be straight, but maybe they could be gay. Like, so are you talking about just like silk boxers? Or? I don't know. Like, I wanna. I don't know. It would be fun to. I can't wait for you to hash that out. I know. I'm looking forward to. It. I know. Yeah. Um, one of my paintings, I had a dream where I had this line of underwear labeled "She's the Man," which could be very unisex or like you know you can wear whatever you want and be wonderful, powerful, and beautiful, like all like all at once, you know. Um, and I want to, I want to do, I just want to celebrate bodies as the way we are, you know, and so I'm trying to, I'm, I've got all these kinds of ideas to, to work towards, you know, that, um, exemplifies our natural beauty, um, and sort of decolonize beauty as well. Yeah. Um, however it happens, I, I it, it could be a long journey, but, um, I'm feeling all kinds of different inspiration right now and, and motivation to get into it. So I got some some stuff in the works, you know. Great. Some of your clothing, since you did talk about like the men's underwear oh, yeah. type of thing. Yeah. So I always imagine people sew like they were doing it by hand, but then oh, I yeah. watch like uh, sewing competitions and they use machines. Oh, totally. <laughs> right. And they also use like patterns. Mm -hmm. um, where do people, do you like make your own pattern or you buy patterns? What? It depends on the creator and it depends on what I'm making sometimes personally. Um, I have used patterns in the past and I have used them as a way to to learn how to do um, other patterns for myself and so I'll often be tracing my own clothing because patterns are expensive and um, there's just certain things that I, I envision for my clothing that they're not selling in terms of patterns or they're not selling in stores. So um, I kind of just, um, I use the Bates model for what a simple pant should be or a shirt should be. And, um, and then I kind of build it up from there. Um, I might make certain modifications or I continue to try it on and then be like, oh, I don't like this, so I'm gonna fix that. You know, um, so if I were to make clothes for a friend, like right now, it would be a little difficult because I want them to try it on and like, you know, I, I, cannot, I, I can't make something for other people and, and have it fit to my body. So um, that's something I still have to learn, kind of, you know, or get a mannequin. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't like it's um, I've been self-taught, so I don't know all the, the, the rules or the strategies to do. I don't have all the certain measuring tools or whatever. Just do what you feel. Yeah, I right. do what I feel. Yeah, I use good. what I have. Yeah. I try to be resourceful. There you go. Yeah. yeah. I think that's how people first made things. So. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. wrong with that. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um. So with 
open mics not really being available, mm -hmm. are there any, like, I think I've seen some virtual ones? Yes. Okay, tell me yes. about that. Um, yeah. And there's, you know, virtual alternatives for anything you want these days, like clubbing, um, drag shows I've been really into, um, and open mics. Um, and sometimes there's, like, writing workshops. So there's this one, um, this one uh, author that I've been following for a while. Her name is Ashley Hayes. She's based in Atlanta. Um, and it's great because I wouldn't have known about her at all if it weren't for this new like virtual like meeting situation that people do. Um, so she hosts uh, writing workshops on Wednesdays, which I've been taking and, and just kind of building up my repertoire during quarantine. Um, and then I would usually go to Port Veritas in, here in Portland, um, hosted by Maya Williams. And, and so she, uh, they have um, been um, doing a virtual alternative as well. So I, I find my opportunities, you know, where I can. Just before, you know, if I missed open mic night, I would just feel like something was missing during the week, you know. So it's, it's really good to have that. Yeah. And what you share at these open mics, is it something that you rehearsed or are you reading off paper? Oh yeah, um, it depends, you know, I, I, I will sometimes rehearse them, I unfortunately don't have all of my work like totally memorized by heart. Um, Neither do I. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm often reading it off, but I kind of practice myself just to make sure I get the delivery right, you know, or if there's some certain things that I want to change, um, excuse me, um, but in the future I hope to have an excellent delivery, like, by memory, because, um, then I can be fully in my body and, and like fully look at my audience and have the, the proper communication as opposed to like, next word, next word, next word, as I'm going through my text, you know? Right, that makes sense. Yeah. So, um, I can think of some artists, like Michael Jackson always has like his words memorized, oh, Jay-Z yeah. never like reads off the paper, oh, yeah. you know, and these are some of the, the best in their fields. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For yeah. sure, yeah. And I don't know how people memorize, even if it's song they wrote. Like, yeah. I'm like, uh, I know. <laughs> like, I know. how do you do that? I yeah. know. You gotta, I feel like that's like, you really got to put, like, your heart into that. I feel like you have to make, like, certain connections to things, you know? Do you have any um, poems that you want to share? Yeah. yeah. So there's a, a poem that I haven't read to anybody yet. Um, this is my most recent work. Um, I, I was probably up until 2 a.m. Uh, and I was trying to go to bed and I just like woke up. I was like, wait a minute, I'm not done thinking. Like, so um, it doesn't have a title, but he married a brown woman. She gave him three beautiful brown babies. She wrote their names in the clouds. She sang their names till the birds echoed her song. To the woman, they were perfect. He saw filthy blemishes coffee stains on his Xerox ledgers. He tried to erase them, but the sight was too garish to bleach his mind. Each day he would wake up, put on his fresh press suit, pour a cup of his milk-muddled coffee, and get on a jet to somewhere far away from the dirt which gave him life. Everywhere he went, the sky would watch him, mock him. His children's names were forever etched in the clouds. No matter how many flights he took, he could never break the formation, and the dirt was always waiting for him when he would land. When he tucks himself to sleep in the embrace of his other lover's arms, the muddled voice of his brown wife's ghost echoes hauntingly, and in his serene alabaster paradise, her melody lulls him to sleep into the deepest shadows of his heart, as the word kuipo fades into the distance. That's, that was the poem. Right now, as it stands, my most uh, reachable um, virtual venue is at Instagram. Uh, my name is punani.mami, spelled P-O-O-N-A-N-I dot M-A-M-I. And I also have a side food account that I started during quarantine, which is Young Dim Sum, spelled Young, the way it naturally occurs, and Dim Sum, the way it naturally occurs. And thank you for listening to In the Pocket with our guest, Sarah. You are listening to WMPG 90.9 Southern Maine Community Radio.
how can people reach you? What's the plug? Okay. But you um, already said that. Yeah, I mean, I'll reiterate it in case okay, it gets lost you. throughout yeah. the history of the conversation. Um, um, yeah, so. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, so we didn't really, I didn't know about that account either. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's casual. It's but super you're casual. telling stories with your food? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I love that. Um, what's a story that you told that you could share verbally with us? Mm, mm, with food? Yeah. Like, Ooh. You know, was it a steak and, and this and. Mm. Wow. Okay. Um, you know, here's here's just a little a little story. Um, recent. So for the Fourth of July, my brother was like, "Let's do." He called it a Fourth of Jaluau. He always comes up with these, you know, names, um, which I think is kind of funny. But he wanted a luau, and I, um, I was just like, I he might have some ideas for what. You know, we would be eating, but I, I just want to bring some accuracy to it because he didn't experience Hawaii like the same way I did. You know, um, I feel like um, it just kind of took like key elements. And I always feel like they're a little inaccurate. So I was like, let's like, let's really dive into this. You, you want Hawaiian food? I'm going to give you Hawaiian food, brother. Um, so, the, you know, um, there's rice, there's huli huli chicken that's barbecue chicken there's um essentially it's like um ceviche um spam musubi and there's different stories with each dish here for you know um um what else do we do um macaroni salad um and pork lao lao so that's um it's like pork um wrapped in um taro leaves and then you steam it in like tea or banana leaves you don't eat the banana leaves but you eat the, the taro we didn't have that out here so I use like beet greens um so when I when I first had this dish was at one of my old aunt's birthdays and celebrations in Hawaii are big and the whole family comes through and um this was probably her last birthday also so it was bigger than normal um and uh because I grew up here in Maine I didn't have a whole lot of like Hawaiian food necessarily growing up um and, and it was just like eating these leaves, they were like bitter, they were earthy. It was kind of a weird flavor, but I kept eating it and, and I was really into the pork and my mom told me like, Sarah, if you don't like it, you, you can just eat the pork, you know, you don't have to eat the leaves. But the more I got into it, I was like, I was really like, I'm like cherishing the combination of the flavors. Um, and I probably hadn't had it since I was 13. And I just was like, we're gonna have this. You guys are gonna eat that. And it was, it was great. Um, it wasn't as good as I remembered because the pork wasn't cooked right, I think, when I made it. But, hey, I did it. Right, right. Um, the Spam Musubi, uh, that's like fried Spam on rice wrapped in, like, nori, like seaweed. Um, it kind of looks like, you know, the, like sushi. So. Right. Um, and when I was, like, five, we went to this zoo in Honolulu. We stopped in front of the elephants and all I could smell was their fecal droppings um and my mom was trying to feed me this musubi and I was like totally repulsed I was like it smells horrible I don't want it I don't want it I put up such a fuss man and like we went home later and I finally ate it and I felt like such an idiot because it was delicious and the smell of the elephants like affected me like I thought it was bad so yeah, but you probably didn't want to eat anything around yeah, that. Probably, yeah. yeah. I mean, that was probably a bad choice on, on my mother's part. But, you know, hey, like, I, I might have been hungry, so I was really missing out. I punished myself. Mm-hmm. But Spam Musubi is really good. Um, I love the ownership in that. Good job. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Um, you know, everything comes with a mac salad. You get, like, a, a plate lunch. It's, like, a protein. You get a scoop of rice. You get macaroni salad. In Hawaii, sounds delicious. I'm yeah. not getting hungry. It is. It is. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I just, I, I just definitely wanted to bring. Like, it, my, my mom is not around anymore, so um, she can't participate in family holidays with us, you know. But you know, uh, in some ways, I feel like I try to like continue her legacy. 
you know, mm-hmm. and let her still be heard today. And she can spend time with my family if I cook a whole luau for them, you know? Yeah. All beautiful stories. And, of course, that was more like a novel. Yeah, so like, it kind of was. The luau was a novel. <laughs> I know. I was trying to think of one singular meal. And no, I, was I like, love it. Oh, no, yeah. I, uh, like, not a complaint at all. Yeah. But I'm sure that, like, having that food experience for your family was so layered. Yeah, so many pages. Totally, you know? totally. And that's that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. It's it's I literally feel like every little thing that I do as an artist is some piece of art. The way I put myself together, the reason why I choose certain food items, like yeah, it's weird to make everything an art project, but it it happened. Well, you're it's, creative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do not make everything an art project, but yeah. I don't consider myself a creative person. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We're which is great a lot of people to make the world so uh-huh. thank you yes yes and thank you oh, thank you're you. welcome yeah <laughs> um is there um someone you would recommend for an interview or a couple people oh ah uh, my friend mitch i was just hanging out with them earlier today um an indigenous um penobscot like outspoken powerful femme um they are uh, they they do primarily painting their work is so incredible Great. um very experiential um can i find them on instagram yeah um their name is i am mitch okay. um i might even be friends with that person yeah or following that person um my god um a person that i went to school with who i think is absolutely wonderful their name is brooke bolduck um and they do a lot of um um, like queer, um, black centric art, but they also represent queerness in random animals. So they've been doing a series on like, like, gay frogs and wizard frogs, and I think it's the cutest thing. That is cute. There's gay lions. Mm-hmm. There's like a big hubbub about it a couple of years ago. Yeah. So. They go. They go by Buff Cat on Buff. the internet. Oh, okay. um, yeah yeah oh my god i literally i know so many wonderful people it's i mean i would love to give all of them the recognition that they need um yeah that's mitch that's a page which oh no okay they do yeah they um to not try to you know you know well their work is um very centric on them in their indigenous body and they you know um grew up with um you know weight issues and 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 then finding power and in, 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 like celebrating their body um yeah yeah they're really cool and yeah so um, often people are the center of their art yeah right yeah it's just they're interesting yeah I like that um liz rainey is one of those people like hey i'm gonna be the center of my art mm-hmm. that's right yeah that's right yeah mm-hmm. It like, sounds like you're kind of the center of your art, but not in that the same way. Yeah. But you see yourself as like this outfit or this art, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, that's very accurate. And you look great, by the way. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, when I when I have a day off, working in a kitchen, I'm just grungy. I'm covered in grease. Um, gross. So on my days off, yeah, I like to pull myself together. Um, this um this hat I got um from. A black artist who the handle is is YB Rich. Mm-hmm. I was so excited about this hat, and then I saw it in my hands, and I really like just like knowing the name YB Rich. I was like, cool, that's the name. But and like saying it out loud, I was like, why be rich? I get it. Why be rich <laughs> when you could be happy? Right. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Is that part of it too? When you could be happy? I know. Oh. I mean, I but I think that you know when you art asks a question. Yeah. Like, art is a dialogue, so it's between you, the creator, and the viewer. Like, the creator, um, in some ways, asks the question. And then, and this may not be true for all art, but this is how I see it. The creator is responsible for asking the question, um, and the viewer must respond. They have to, you know, answer that. You know, they have to look within themselves and be like, what, you know, yeah, what's the answer? Like, um, I don't know. Or um, maybe the, the piece is making a statement. I, I think it, you can make statements that asking questions. But like when you when you have when you the viewer have the answer in your head, then like 
like just by the way it's represented like right. ooh be happy. The answer is right there. It's mm-hmm. right there in the question, you know? Yeah. I like that. Um, I've heard somebody say like call and response, like mm-hmm. art, they're calling and then the person appreciating it is doing the response. Mm-hmm. And I like the same thing, like art is asking a question, the person receiving the art is going to answer it. Mm-hmm. Genius. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, sweet. That's right. Yeah. Well, we talked about so much. Yep. You gave me some people. We went did the plug. Um, I think we went long enough, so if some of it doesn't work, yeah. Okay. Um, but I think it'll probably turn out all right. So yeah. yeah.